grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the New Testament reading of Acts, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's not very often that you have multiple things happening all in one Sunday, but that is where we find ourselves today. First, it's Reformation Sunday, where we remember the, the work of Martin Luther bringing the people of God back to the Word, the Bible. It's Confirmation Sunday, as COVID really changed our original plans, but we finally made it. And we're continuing to discuss witnessing in the context of looking at the tool of Lassie, showing us witnessing involving listening, asking, seeking, sharing, inviting, and encouraging. And today we are on seeking. Seeking a point of connection in the relationship you have with a person. Now even though we're going through, through these in order of the acronym, doesn't mean that while you're in a relationship with non-church people or non-believers that you're making this into a checklist like number one oh yeah i'm listening good check got it all right what's next oh number two i'm asking questions i'm getting them to talk good done let's see uh, number three seek a point of connection oh wait i was too busy focusing on all these pieces i forgot to listen which would have helped me find something to connect with them on now, we're covering them in order so that you understand them all, but these are all supposed to occur naturally within the context of the relationship and conversations you're having with someone. Finding something to connect with them on, some common ground, may be easy. It's taking that and then seeing how you work witnessing into that when it becomes a little more difficult. If you're trying to do this on your own, it's even more difficult. But remember, you're not on your own. You have the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus has given you to work in your life, to work in your faith, to give you the words to speak and to help you to be a witness that God has called you to be. And that doesn't include just the adults of the congregation, right? you who are watching at home. We don't have to look any further than these four confirmants who are here today with us to know that they too are called to be witnesses because they too have people in their lives that are not connected to the church and who don't know Jesus. Everyone is called to be a witness. A good example of seeking can be found in the New Testament reading from Acts. You heard Paul, by the Holy Spirit working in him, recognized that the idols of the people of Athens that they were worshiping created a point of connection with them. Paul was preaching about Jesus and his death and resurrection, and as words spread about him, there were many who were interested in hearing Paul and what he was saying. 
So they invited him to the Areopagus, the place where the discussion of new ideas and philosophies and beliefs was taking place on a regular basis. People were meeting together every day to do this. Paul got his moment to witness to these people, and he used their own idols, specifically the altar to the unknown God, to reveal to them that the God that he knew is the one true God. He said to them, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The people were worshiping something that they didn't even know what or who it was. Almost like they didn't want to leave any gods out. So Paul takes this unknown God and makes the only real God known to them. That Jesus character who they had heard him talking about isn't just a guy. He is also God. And who's God? He is the creator of the universe. It is in him that we live and move and have our being. He calls us to be his own people. He came to be amongst us, to live with us, to die for us, to rise for us, to take us to heaven. I wonder if Paul, if he were around today and he walked around this city, what would he say? Maybe something like this. People of Winnipeg, I see that you are very religious. You have many churches in this city that have many people in them on Sunday mornings and online because of COVID. Yet there are some who choose to worship their pillow as they sleep rather than join the worship service. Some of your people worship things like food and drink. Some are in love with this little device here that's called a phone. They spend hours upon hours of their day on these handheld devices. They also have computers and iPads when the phone screen is just a little bit too small. Some love video games where they can strengthen their thumbs and index fingers. Some do love people, people that they are in a relationship with, but they love those people more than they love God. Some love work and sports more than God, and they choose to put their time and effort into those things even if it interferes with worship. Some even make idols out of things like popularity and reputation and famous people. And then there are the gods Netflix and Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime, where you can chill all day long and binge watch your favorite fictional characters that take away you spending time with God. And then maybe he'd continue with something like this. There is a God who is worshiped by some, who deserves more attention than you give him. And to some, he is unknown. He is a real-life character. He is not some imaginary fictional figure. 
He is the one who created you. And he has given you his word where you can learn about him and his strength. And you can learn about all of the things he's done for you to strengthen your mind and your faith. He is the one who gives you food and drink and family and friends. Most importantly, he sacrificed his son for you to give you eternal life. He is the one who invites you not just out to brunch, but to have his son's body and blood. He has given you everything in this life, for in him you live and move and have your being. You are his children, whether you know it or not. But Paul's words weren't just for those who don't believe. They're for us too. Because we all, at some point, break that first commandment. You shall have no other gods. We put our time and our effort into other things rather than spending time with God. I mean, think about this. An average half-hour show is really like 22 minutes because of commercials. And an hour-long show is more like 45 minutes. When was the last time you even spent 10 straight minutes in the Word, meditating on the Word, in prayer, free from distractions, so that you could just sit and be with God, in in whom you live and move and have your being. And this question isn't just for you all. It's for me, too. We all fall short of God's standards. We can't follow his commands. We put other gods before him. And if we've broken one command, as James tells us, we're guilty of breaking them all. We're all sinners. He has created us, but we are all born with sin that has been passed down to us from Adam and Eve. And as a result, we all lead sinful lives that are not pleasing to God. And what we deserve from God is to be unknown to him. That he would look at us and he would say, I don't know you. I never knew you. Away from me. This is what Jesus says in the gospel reading that uh, is, is uh, in the, one of the gospels. I was hoping that it would pop up on the screen for me, but it didn't. From Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. We deserve for Jesus to say, I don't know you. Away from me. I never knew you. You are unknown to me. We deserve to be eternally separated from God. We deserve punishment for our sin. We deserve death. We deserve hell. And that's exactly why Jesus came to earth. God made himself physically known to this world in his incarnation. God took on flesh because he didn't want us to be eternally separated from him. He didn't want us to suffer hell to suffer eternal death. That's why Jesus gave his life for you. That's why he died on the cross for the sins of the whole world, for your sins and mine. 
the sinless Son of God. And that's why he, after he died, he rose again in victory. He wanted us to have the forgiveness of our sins. He wanted us to have eternal life. And while Jesus was on this earth, he connected with his people. So much so that he was called one of them. As you heard in the gospel reading for today, Jesus was called a drunkard and a glutton, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But he was doing more than just connecting with them because he is the connection for all people, the connection between life on this earth and the life that is to come. He is the one who makes it possible for all of us to get to heaven. Yet for many people in our lives, God is unknown to them. The life and death and resurrection of Jesus is unknown to them. Seeking a point of connection opens the way for us to share the message of the God who loves them. As you listen to people, you will find points of connections. And these things don't have to be how you're connected to someone. Your point of connection isn't just that you're co-workers or that you're a family or that you're neighbors. Your point of connection isn't also just common ground that you share either. Your point of connection is something in this life, in the life of the person with whom you are witnessing that lends itself to connecting with the person the message of Jesus Christ. As you listen and ask, these connection points will become evident as people relate positive or negative life events, as they express concerns, as they share a need, as they state a doubt, as they explain a worldview or experience a loss. Sometimes you'll find multiple points of connection in one conversation. I mean, how easy is it in our world today to make a connection surrounding COVID? When the uncertainty of our future is in front of us, when we don't know what the future holds, we can respond with, we know who holds the future. And we know what ultimately lies ahead for all who believe. When the concerns and the fears and anxieties about even leaving the house are at their highest, we have a God who calls us to cast all of our cares all of our concerns, all of our fears, all of our worries, all of our anxieties on him because he cares for us. When illness and sickness are ever present, COVID-related or not, who is the one who can give us comfort to know that he is always with us in life and in death? And when the world only seems to be getting worse, who is the one who gives us all the hope that we need to reassure us that we are loved and cared for and that we are always on his mind? As, as the writer of Hebrews writes, this hope is an anchor for us. Or as Martin Luther would tell us, you have to bring up Martin Luther, it's Reformation Sunday, God is the God of all people. No matter what we're going through in life, no matter 
how bad things might seem to be. Now, using something like COVID is just one point of connection. Spend enough time with people and you'll find plenty of others. You are Christ's witnesses. Or as Paul says in 2 Corinthians, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are his representatives. So we always have Christ's authority to witness to his mercy and his love and his grace to tell of all that he has done for us. It's just a matter of seeking the best opportunities to speak at a time and in such a manner that people will listen to us. Like Paul in the Areopagus. And remember, you're not on your own. The Holy Spirit is working in and through you. This life-changing message is always worth sharing. If you were on the other side, wouldn't you want someone to share the good news of great joy that is found only in Jesus Christ? Wouldn't you want them to share it with you? I know I would. And we do it out of love for them, love for our neighbors, because we have first been loved by God. And as Luther said, God doesn't love us because of our worth. We are of worth because God loves us. This world and all the people in it is of worth because God loves them and sent Jesus to die for them. And he wants them to spend forever with him in paradise, just like he wants for us. Christ thought each and every one of you were worth dying for, that you were worth rising from the dead for, that you were worth saving, that the world was worth saving. And that's why Jesus seeks to save all who are lost. And he graciously uses us, young and old, as his instruments, as his ambassadors, as his witnesses. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.